Hey everyone. This quarter had much fewer takeaways than last quarter. I'm not sure whether that's a good thing or a bad thing yet. My inclination is that it means more stability and ease, which can be good over periods of time. It is quote unquote easier and it involves fewer heavy learnings and deep changes, yet it is still positively transformative. I would venture to say that it is primarily transformative in this way because of the reflection process itself. Reflection, reflection, no matter what is happening, has the power to open your eyes and to change you for the better, even if it is not centered on events that are more profound, challenging, and or painful. My hope is that the takeaways I articulate here can be exemplary of just that. So first... Study past versions of yourself. My parents did something when I was younger that I am so grateful for today. My dad had a video camera and recorded a lot of moments in the house on both special and normal occasions, along with capturing our family vacations. <clears throat> we managed to save those videos and to put them on to DVDs that we can now watch on our TV. When Gabby came to visit, we got to sit together and watch a number of those old videos from my childhood. In watching those videos over again, I found it so interesting to look back and see what my tendencies were as a kid, the ways I moved around, how I emotionally reacted to things, how I interacted with others, what I did in my free time, the way I spoke and the facial expressions that went along with the words. All of those things are so interesting to look back on in retrospect. Many tendencies I saw in myself seem to still be relevant in the way I feel and act today in so many situations. It has been an informative exercise to make these comparisons and to realize just how deeply rooted a number, of my ten a number of my tendencies are, which helps me to give myself some grace when it comes to trying to make bigger changes to how I carry myself. If you have footage or old records of yourself from the past, I would highly recommend you revisit them with the eye of making connections between you and your past and present self. I think there will be a lot to learn if you welcome it. Action and decision relieve fear and anxiety. Taking action during challenging times in which we experience difficult emotions like fear and anxiety can be really helpful to resolve these states. It makes sense evolutionary, evolutionarily as well. Our ancestors were probably more likely to survive if they could respond to fear and anxiety quickly to resolve problems rather than being overwhelmed and paralyzed by them. Despite how powerful these emotions can be in the moment, Flipping the switch and doing something to address them frequently leaves us feeling much better following the action, especially when we compare that state to how we feel when we continue in a state of inaction. I struggle with pure spontaneity. When I do something spontaneous, it is essential that I replan and reorganize to not get entirely lost. I'm a planner. I like to have my affairs in order prior to engaging in some activity. When I do engage in an activity, I like to know for how long I will be doing it and what comes next. Some may say that is not a great way to live. They may be right in their own case. They may even be right about my case at times. I probably do need to learn how to be more flexible in my life in order to go with the flow more and to embrace a lack of structure. Nevertheless, I've come to realize that there are some areas of life that make more sense to embrace than to try to fight too much. This is one of my personal tendencies that I strive to embrace because I think that in the big picture, 
it does a lot more good than bad for me. So in order to maintain spontaneity in my life, I found it to be useful to schedule open time for me to be spontaneous. For example, one or two weekend days each month, I don't mark anything down to do in my agenda, and I allow myself to go out with friends or to do something different from which I typically do. That way, I'm still able to be spontaneous and to feel good about knowing what comes next in my plans. Do not be the person who asks zero questions when spending time with others. I've had a number of interactions with people in non-professional settings in my life in which I asked them over 30 questions in the span of an hour or two in, of conversation, and they asked me a total of one or zero during the same time span. To be honest, these interactions always left me feeling awkward and slightly confused. Did they really enjoy the interaction? Do they really care about me and my views? Curiosity says a lot about someone. It shows how much they desire to learn about the way that others see the world outside of their own. It also shows that they care about what someone else thinks, does, feels, and experiences. Do you want to be someone who cares? Do you want to be someone who desires to expand beyond their current view of the world? If you do, then ask others questions. Tomorrow is a new day. I'm constantly surprised by how much a good night's sleep can change a person. We can have the worst day of our lives, feel absolutely horrible, be very conflicted or confused, and then wake up the next day after a good night of rest and feel completely different. So whenever you are feeling down or having a bad day, slow down and think about this. Tomorrow is a completely unknown quantity. It is a fresh start, no matter the past that you're leaving behind yesterday. Tomorrow means hope and the potential for something better. Remember this. Some ways to help myself be more focused. I've come to be very interested in the factors that allow me to focus persistently over long periods of time. There are three that I picked up on this month that I wanted to share here. First, do not bite your nails. While writing in my journal or doing something or doing some other activity, biting my nails interrupts my thinking and slows down the flow of action. Second, do not engage with sports content. As much as I like it and it brings me pleasure, it doesn't help me to have a very clear, relaxed, and centered mind when I want to engage in a different activity. Sports content, for some reason, really grabs me emotionally and can make me feel very nostalgic and agitated, which isn't great for my focus. Lastly, having strategic brainstorming conversations with others helps me to focus afterward. Gabby and I have had very strategic conversations about her business, our relationship, citizenship, travel, and a number of other topics. These conversations, for reasons that I cannot yet fully articulate, frequently leave me in a state in which I feel confident and locked in. Perhaps it is because these conversations require a lot of focus and presence, which then carry on into the activities which come, after, which come thereafter. Maybe you will find that at least one of these factors is the same for you. You cannot be right about everything, but you can improve how frequently you are right over time. It's about iteration. If we were perfect from the outset, life wouldn't be interesting. There would be no ups and downs, no challenges to overcome, no learnings to apply, and to then subsequently feel the satisfaction from that application. As much as we want to always be right, we simply will not be. That is not a negative condemnation. Instead, it is a door to the opportunity to get better. And better if we pay attention and iterate. 
and I so frequently talk about, as I so frequently talk about here, reflection can do so much for us. It holds the key to the improvements that are so vital to getting better and to being right more frequently. Despite the paradox of having to be wrong a lot to be more right in the long run. Defend ideals by principle, not by, by preference. Many people have defended the concept of free speech throughout history, yet few have remained faithful to the notion when it came to speech that they did not like. The latter few were defenders of the ideal by principle, and those outside of that group were defenders by preference. This principle goes beyond free speech. Another example is in relationships with others. If you want others to rejoice in your successes, independent of the impacts those successes may have on how present you are able to be in the lives of your friends, then you need to learn to be happy for others when they succeed, and that means they will be less present in your life too. Sometimes certain principles don't leave us off in the best place possible personally, but it brings balance to the bigger picture. Keep this in mind. It will certainly arise at some point. I'll pause there for today. There's plenty more, which uh, we'll dive into next time. Um, But I hope that you're enjoying the beginning of this. The turnaround was much faster on this than it was for for last month, which excites me. So thanks for listening. As always, much, much love, and I'll be back soon. In the meantime, take care. Cheers.